Hello everyone, our topic today is thyroid. Has your doctor ever did a thyroid blood test and told you you have normal thyroid, yet you wonder because you have certain symptoms? We're gonna go into that right now with Dr. Kathleen Geringer in Tampa, Florida. Hi Dr. Kathleen, how are you doing? Great, Dr. Nick, how about you? Fantastic, and I'm also with Priscilla. Hi, how are you? <laughs> and she's going to go through the symptoms that you really need to be aware of so that you'll know whether you should visit your doctor again or change doctors. So let's talk about this right now. When you really evaluate a person for low thyroid level, the standard blood test the standard panel includes what, Dr. Kathleen? Standard panel usually includes what we call TSH, thyroid stimulating hormones. And usually your doctor would order a TSH and a T4. But when we look at thyroid from a integrative point of view, holistic or functional medicine, we wanna look at the whole entire picture instead of like two little tests. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And, and I'm certainly aware, let's define that term bioactive because there's a form of thyroid that the body responds to and benefits from. And yet most doctors and practitioners have been trained to measure simply what's called uh, T4. And T4 is not the bioactive form, meaning it doesn't exert much benefit to the individual. And then they're assuming that T4 level, if it's at a good level, is going to convert to the bioactive form, the free T3. But that doesn't always happen, does it, Dr. Kathleen? No, it doesn't, because when we look at the thyroid, standard of care or standard medicine looks at this range that's compared to somebody that's sick. So their TSH level is between 0.5 all the way to 5.5. Sometimes, depending on the patient's age, what we do is when we look at the TSH, we like it to be under 1.0 or 2.0. So when their thyroid starts being sluggish, it climbs up to like 2.5, 3.0. They're fatigued, they're having all these signs and symptoms of hypothyroidism. And what's happening is that they're not converting to the bioactive form of thyroid. So the brain sends a message and release thyroid stimulating hormones. Thyroid stimulating hormones sends a message to make T4, an active form of thyroid, and the T3, active form of thyroid. T4, 80%, T3, 20%. And that conversion is called T reverse T3. Reverse T3 has to go through your liver and your gut. So a lot of times when we manage thyroid, we don't just want to be tunnel vision and just look at that TSH. We step back and say, hey, what's going on in their liver and the gut? And when I measure thyroid, I always measure free T3 because I want to see what the active form of thyroid's doing. I also measure what we call thyroid peroxidase antibodies, which is called TPO. So when a patient has a very high TPO, we know that they're having some kind of autoimmune going on and um, that means that they can be either Hashimoto's, which is hypothyroidism. Yeah, Dr. Geringer, the reason this topic is so important right now and timely because there's a national recall on the drug 
uh, prescription for levothyroxine and Synthroid, and this is simply only T4. And there's a recall not for that reason, but because uh, I believe it was tainted. Uh, they're talking about uh, imported from China. So the pharmaceutical companies are in big trouble right now trying to recall this thyroid medicine. And all these people are now scrambling, what do I do exactly? And the beauty is that there really are natural interventions, and that is whole glandular interventions that actually supply not just T3, but uh, the T4. And it balances out because there's a proper ratio that these whole glandulars that have actually been used for uh, nearly a century Entry, Dr. Uh, Terry Hertog wrote this book and several other books, but this one, The Atlas of In Endocrinology for Hormone Therapy. And Dr. Hertog is a third generation. His father and father before him were endocrinologists practicing, and they were the first to describe thyroid deficiency and treat patients with armor thyroid, whole th uh, thyroid glandular. Dr. Geringer, what is your experience with these thyroid glandulars? And then we'll talk about that for a moment, but then we're gonna to get to the symptoms so that people realize that even if they've already been identified and they're taking Synthroid or Levothyroxine, that may not solve their problem by essentially not getting to the cause, the bioactive form of thyroid that the body essentially needs to function properly and get rid of these symptoms to be feeling natural and healthy and well, uh, but really, why is it that the pharmaceuticals wanted a patent, Synthroid and Levothyroxine, and they ignored the literature about whole glandular therapy, in fact, by the very doctors that discovered the source or the problem of hypothyroid or low thyroidism? I know it's really sad because it, that's what we call standard of care, you know, they, and I don't want to be a standard of care type of a uh, physician. So what we want to do is that we want to optimize a patient's thyroid function. We want to step back and look at the thyroid as a whole entire picture and look at the body as a whole entire unit instead of being tunnel vision and just look at those. But Priscilla, you're probably going to, um, you know, when you read the science the symptoms of these hypothyroidism or these Hashimoto's it's like wow a lot of people are walking around with hypothyroidism about what 20% I believe uh, the uh, World Health Organization identified uh, uh, iodine deficiency which is the core of the thyroid molecule uh, and this molecule is deficient in over a billion people around the world so I would suspect the incidence is far greater. The number of people that complain or are identified with low thyroid, certainly by laboratory tests, probably come up at about 20%, but I would estimate it uh, at far higher, probably 50% or higher. So what are some of the symptoms, Priscilla, that people should be aware of that we can then identify who can be benefited? And by the way, if people go to our website at delgadoprotocol.com, and they take the thyroid quiz. It includes some of these questions, but this is much more in depth uh, from the actual medical textbook uh, written by Dr. Uh, Terry Hertog. So Priscilla, what are some of the facial characteristics of an individual with low thyroid? All right, so if you have a pale face, a puffy face, um, if you're missing the outer part of your eyebrow, if you have a cold nose, a flat nose, swollen lips, a swollen tongue or dry cheeks, those are some of the symptoms of the face. Wow, so we see this quite often. And really, it's funny because when I come up 
to people that I've just newly met, I'm looking at them and I'm seeing these characteristic signs of deficiency and it's hard for me to hold back and think, oh wow, they have a low thyroid level, I, I really want to ask them. Then when I shake hands and their hands are cold, a classic example. So where does it show about the cold hands and feet and, and, the, and the knees? Do you see that uh, section? Oh, the knees. Yeah. Um, it just says cold knees um, or large swollen calves. Okay. And of course, cold hands and feet and cold knees and swollen calves are additional signs that an individual will have uh, the problem of not enough of thyroid production or the thyroid gland is not producing sufficient amount to keep this person feeling well. Dr. Geringer, what is it about uh, this condition that affects behavior, the physicality, the, the ability to generate energy because the thyroid is the essential gland for metabolism. So that's why they feel cold, isn't it? Yes, it's your metabolic machine and it's also your little thermostat. So if your thermostat is off, of course you're gonna feel cold or they're not able to adjust or adapt to the weather. I'm down here in Florida, so I know when a patient has like a hypothyroidism, when they walk outside, they're sweating a lot and then they walk inside, they get like really, really cold, but their body's not able to acclimate. You know, when your thyroid's leveled off, your body would know what to do and your pores would know when to contract and when to relax. But the other classic signs and symptoms that I see a lot with my young adults is constipation. When a patient comes in and I ask them, how's your digestion, how's your sleep, how's your pain level, and they're like, oh, okay, my, um, I've been constipated for years. And to me, that's a red flag that, hey, something's going on with your metabolic machine. So I work a lot with that digestive health. Wow. And of course, uh, certainly that individual needs more of a whole plant-based, whole foods diet with enough fiber. But oftentimes people think of fiber and they'll eat wheat. And the problem with wheat is it has gluten. So you really have to go with more of the brown rice, the millet, the whole beans and peas, fruits and vegetables, right? To get their fiber because gluten could interfere with the gut and cause problems with hypothyroidism, right? Exactly. I describe gluten as the glue. You know, it's like eating glue. It just makes everything stick together. So we don't want that. We want something that's more plant-based that really helps your digestion. But I feel like with our younger adults, all we have to do is just balance the thyroid. Suddenly their anxiety starts to decrease. Their brain fog starts to decrease. Their PMS level starts to decrease. And of course, depending on that patient's age, when they get to a certain level where they're approaching perimenopause or menopause, then we have to address other hormones as well. And I really believe that um, the thyroid's one of the first hormones that our body gets to be depleted. And like you mentioned before about iodine, T3 is like three iodines attached to it. That's why we call it T3. T4 is four iodine attached to it. So these thyroid, in order for it to function, it needs the intrinsic factor. And we talked about selenium, zinc, and um, of course, iodine. And I feel like a, a lot of, Dr. Nick, a lot of our, um, our environmental plays a huge role in this kind of um, imbalance in Hashimoto's as well, because you have fluoride, which we find in our water, 
there's chloride in our swimming pool, in our water, and bromide in plastics. It competes with the receptor cells of iodine. So if you pull up that periodic table and look at it, it's fluoride, chloride, and bromide, and then you have iodine. Yeah, and these are what's called the haloids, and there's a test that can be done. Uh, I've seen a number of people very high in bromide, and it used to be they used to put uh, the use of sea salt and they'd put iodine in bread. Now they use bromide of all things. So people are not only getting the problem with the gluten, they're getting bromides, which are, are really competing with their thyroid function. So you have a huge number of people now that are severely thyroid deficient. And it's interesting that if you really look at uh, the behaviors as well, uh, what are some additional behavioral characteristics, Priscilla, in people who have low thyroid levels? They're slow and their sharp verbal retorts. Yeah, so someone talks to you and they get short with you and they get angry and they're sharp and quick. That could be that person has a low thyroid condition. I'm thinking of several people I know in that situation. It, it's amazing when you start really studying this closely. And it also says hyper agitated. Hyper agitated. So they easily get upset or agitated. And you mentioned anxiety, but that agitation is in uh, the quick, you know, inability to handle situations, get frustrated easily, uh, particularly even in seniors, you know, because as people get older, we think that older people don't need hormone replacement and in more more likely they do need hormone replacement as we get uh, up in years uh, people are not really absorbing the iodine they have all these competitive molecules that are interfering so we do have what's called endocrine disruptors dr edwin lee is a famous endocrinologist in florida i've met with dr uh, terry hertog and a num no number of other thyroid experts uh, ron rothenberg and so forth and we all agree that this is a huge problem and not only do you have to deal with the symptoms but let's take a look at the hair the scalp what's going on with the scalp and the hair brittle hair dry hair split ends and hair loss okay so I get complaints almost every day of the week, people, and they worry about DHT. And of course, we have a great protocol, DHT block, but they might also need rad iodine. Rad iodine, which by the way, I created this milligram dosage of iodine because people get microgram dosage of iodine in their multivitamin mineral and micrograms, which is a thousandth, will rarely ever solve this problem according to Dr. David Brownstein, who's a world expert on iodine intervention. And not only do you want to take the iodine, you want to get the 90 essential minerals and vitamins and whole foods. So we really talk about total supplementation as well as selenium and so forth. So Dr. Geringer, in your practice as well, not only do you augment with say the armor uh, whole glandular, but do you also include trace minerals and uh, vitamins and also the iodine in milligram dose? Absolutely. And when we, um, when we start out with iodine, we slowly titrate it upwards, or even if we start out with any kind of even off a thyroid, we start out with a starting dosage of either half a grain or a grain. That translates into about 30 milligrams or 60 milligrams. And as long as they can put their hand out and there's no tremors, then we're like, okay, that's sufficient amount of iodine or that's sufficient amount of thyroid for you to take. 
and we see like really great results where patients will wake up with that mental clarity. I mean, that thyroid is so important. And especially if a woman that goes through a hysterectomy, once when they yank that female organ out, who communicates with that uterus? Your thyroid. So your body works as a whole entire unit. So when we talk about thyroid function, it's a hormone. And when we talk about the hormones, everything is connected. And we talked about the adrenals because the thyroid and the adrenals are married to each other. Right. So uh, for more than a year, um, I transitioned from Armour Thyroid and uh, I was using West Thyroid and uh, Nature's Thyroid and they came kind of short on supply. So uh, I was able to create and find a product uh, thyroid cytoplex, which I also take in conjunction with uh, adrenal cytoplex, because as you mentioned, the adrenals support the thyroid and vice versa. And in addition, we use a product called Adrenal DMG to make sure, because the adrenals are so critical in this whole uh, idea of metabolism and energy and hormone balance, because you always have to balance the adrenals and thyroid first, particularly starting with the adrenals, because that's a catabolic, that's a hormone that can be suppressed because a thyroid intervention is an anabolic. It's it's a more robust. It's a more it's a more dominant type of a hormone therapy, just like testosterone is more dominant. So if you start off people on testosterone and thyroid and ignore their adrenals, you're going to have someone who's going to get thrown into bronchitis, colds, flus. These symptoms will be aggravated. The thyroid deficiency symptoms, correct, Doctor Geringer? Yes, I absolutely agree with that. Okay, so when we're looking at some additional symptoms, just so we haven't left some things out, here's a big one, abdominal obesity, where you gain belly fat more so than other areas of distribution of the body. Is that a classic sign of low thyroid? Um, yes, so that is a sign of low thyroid. And again, the thyroid adrenals, the adrenal makes cortisol, and sometimes we hang on to that. And like I said, depending on the patient's age and the patient's history, once when we balance the thyroid, suddenly your metabolic machine kicks in. And I totally believe in the theory of less is more. The less thing that we have to do to our, our patient's body, the more effective I want the patient to be because I want their body to kick in and make their own thyroid. I want their body to kick in and really make their, uh, be able to, to regulate that thermostat so they're not always cold and hot and then, and, um, and their hormones are going up and down all over the place. And, and it's, it's hard, you know, we, we talked about the ferritin level, which is iron storage. That's huge when we come into balancing thyroid because we find that if we see a ferritin level less than 95, that's an indication of a suboptimum thyroid function. And if we see a ferritin level less than 75, then we're looking at hair loss, signs and symptoms of that. And just like Priscilla mentioned about the missing third of your outer eyebrow, you know? So those are classic signs and symptoms of hypothyroidism. Now this one might surprise everyone. People say, well, I'm eating carrots and I'm starting to turn orange. The palms of my hands and my feet are turning orange. And it's not because they're getting too much vitamin A from the carrots, the beta carotene, it's the thyroid is not converting the beta carotene so that it tends to retain in the body. So this is a classic sign 
Uh, if you're getting orange bottoms of your feet and, and the hands and so forth, you're basically severely thyroid deficient. That's a critical factor, a little known factor, but really true. And also we know that flat feet, that means that it could be that when the arches were forming, that you didn't have enough uh, of the thyroid molecule and iodine to get a complete fully formed arch in the feet. Um, if you have arches, it may be a newer phenomenon and you're starting to develop thyroid deficiency. And so it may be because your arch is already formed as a child, but later you developed it. That just is kind of a uh, identifier. But here's another surprising one. Gymnasts are usually great uh, athletes in, in gymnastics because they're very flexible. In some of the Russian cultures, as we know, the East European, they're fantastic gymnasts and they're highly flexible and partly because they're thyroid deficient. In fact, if you can take a person's hands and bend them backwards, some people, I don't know, can you bend yours back? Some people can bend them back easily and others, oh wow, <laughs> others don't. I, what's that? I say I'm pretty flexible. <laughs> Wow, yeah. It's a sign of low thyroid. You, you've heard of the, the famous uh, swimmer, uh, and uh, you know these individuals, they're, they're really flexible, and uh, some of them have these conditions that are related to hormone deficiencies. So uh, they, they may be Olympic class athletes, but if they were treated with thyroid, some of their problems, their inflammatory problems would, would reduce uh, their recovery, their, their inflammation, the, the ability for them to function on a day-to-day -day basis can be enhanced tremendously. So hypothyroidism and then Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune condition then, uh, is there anything more we want to address on that issue? With Hashimoto's, I see a very, very high TPOs. That means the thyroid's under attack. So it's almost like an autoimmune dysfunction going on. So when I dabble into that, I look for their ANA factor to see what's going on in the autoimmune system. Because once when you're diagnosed with Hashimoto's, it opens a whole array of other autoimmune problems. And so what we want to do is that we want to address the root cause. And the most important part is that we just remove gluten. And going back to the gluten, gluten is that glue. So we want to unglue your digestive tract so that conversion occurs and allow your own metabolic machine to kick in and do what it needs to do. Yes, taking the thyroid support is absolutely amazing. Taking the armor thyroid, it, it gives your thyroid a little bit of a kickstart, but I want your body to be able to do it as well. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. Dr. Kathleen Geringer, we've created a book called Simply Healthy Cookbook, which is gluten-free, oil-free, it's whole, natural, unprocessed, dairy-free, and it's, it's one of the great books because it took me 15 years to collect the recipes from around the world, and uh, really, samplings of Asian, uh, Mediterranean, uh, Latin, Mexican, Korean, all kinds of different recipes because around the world there's some really great tasty recipes and I realized I wanted to make sure it was not only a healthy cookbook but tasty, one that you would look forward to to try out the recipes. So if you haven't got our book, please look to our website, delgadoprotocol.com, download the book, 
uh, as an ebook or get a printed copy and we'll send you a, an incredible collector's copy. We even have a few hard copy uh, covers left in stock, but I think it really health starts with these four principles. Let's summarize to end the, the topic of thyroid disorders. That is, you want to nutrify, fortify, detoxify, and employ, of course, the power of the mind to really implement the level of exercise activity to detoxify, using whole body vibration to stimulate the lymphatics, using uh, far infrared spa, which is the relaxed sauna to de just bake out these toxins out of the body. That's gonna play a big role. Clean up your diet, get on a whole plant-based whole food diet, use the rep recipes from Simply Healthy Cookbook, and check our Instagram page uh, which is the Instagram page they can check? Uh, what is the call letters on it? Dr. Nick Delgado. We can, uh, from there, you can see some of the uh, uh, best recipes right from our cookbook. And uh, certainly go ahead and uh, please share this podcast and this webinar with your friends because so many people are now dangerously affected by this recall of this drug Synthroid that the pharmaceuticals are promoting. And it had its problems, and now we're seeing even more problems with some of the toxins involved, the, the tainted uh, product, the heavy metals, and whatever their issue is. Uh, I'll look more into that for our follow-up story. Uh, but I, I really wanted to kind of conclude with uh, this is the kind of program that you need to share with your friends, with your relatives, because so many people suffer uh, needlessly from thyroid deficiency and this is something that you can help people to improve the quality of their hair, their skin, their body shape, and their metabolism, their energy, and their mental function. What's more important? And all with intervention, starting with thyroid, understanding adrenals, and the whole thyroid axis and how it interplays with the other very important hormones. You can get it tested by blood test and by 24-hour urine, we basically then evaluate these tests because saliva doesn't measure thyroid levels. And here's one more simple test. You can get uh, Lugar's uh, iodine and you can put the iodine on your skin and it'll make a little brown patch, uh, a reddish brown patch, the color of iodine. And if it disappears into before the next morning, if it disappears within hours, your body's so thirsty for iodine, it's sucking it up. It should be there, that little red patch from the iodine, the very next day, 24 hours later. If it's disappeared, a simple test, we do it in our office, and this is a reason to take the product, rad iodine. We called it rad iodine because of Fukushima, which is still pouring massive amounts of radiation particles into the ocean, into the air, into the food supply. It's not only hitting the West Coast, it's hit the East Coast, even into Florida. I know when Fukushima first went off, I took my family, we got on a plane and we went to Florida and we stayed out there in Orlando area because we were so concerned. But when we got word that this uh, Fukushima is still pouring out because it's near the ocean side and they can't shut it down, uh, we really have a serious problem. We're going to see more thyroid cancers than any time in history, but we know one way to protect the thyroid is to take sufficient amount of iodine so the tissues fill up so there's no room for the radioactive iodine to get into the into the thyroid. Does that make sense, Dr. Geringer? Absolutely, and for a final note with that is that there's a recent research that came out that 
moms with hypothyroidism with low iodine have low IQ babies. So not all that. Wouldn't we want to be proactive because the brain needs iodine to function? Yeah, not only low IQ, but uh, myxedema, which is like an aging condition, and creatism, which is uh, considered a form of mental retardation. Uh, certainly, uh, those children who are handicapped from a standpoint of mental and physical development, this is critical. And you really got to get women who uh, are of uh, child childbearing age to be taking sufficient iodine and thyroid support so that their children don't develop these serious uh, problems related to uh, thyroid deficiency. Thank you so much. You've been a great guest and uh, we're going to transition and go on to our next segment uh, that I think you're going to want to know about about testosterone and its related issues that women need testosterone as well, don't they Dr. Geringer? Yes, we do. That's for the next segment. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Thank you.